Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, brhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. Have you guys ever, you know, <laughs> you know, Jeremiah, will you put up, not the first one, but will you put up the picture of the car? The first picture of the car? Okay. So this, <laughs> this actually happened this last week to a friend of mine. This is right here in town. Show him uh, another view of it. Yeah, it's right at Culver's. Show him the other one. So, <laughs> if you ever seen something or heard about something, you're just like, how did that happen? How on earth did one thing lead to another to this? The explanation that I was given was that he looked left but turned right. So, I mean, you know. But you look at it and you're like, how on earth did you find yourself in this situation? <laughs> Now, I know this individual to also often lock their keys in their car and other such things. So we'll just, you know, we'll just, we'll let it go. Show him the, the picture of the, yeah. How on earth did he get up there? I, but how did he get up there? I mean, was, he, was there a slingshot involved? Was there some sort of a launching? What about the other one? Try to explain this one to me. I, I don't even, I have nothing to say about this one. Was there a hurricane or something, a flood? Was it one of those like, you know, tidal wave situations? And there's a guy standing right there. Up in the, the side there. I think he's in the water. Whew. Anyway, you look at these things and you think, how on earth did this happen? Today, we're going to be talking about how the kingdom grows, how the kingdom of God grows. All right, and we're picking up right where we left off in the book of Mark, chapter 4, the gospel according to Mark. We're going to start in verse 26, where it says, Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. So Jesus is telling parables again, and he, t and he goes on and he tells another one. In verse 30, Jesus said, How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It's like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches, and birds can make nests in its shade. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that we are like that farmer. We get to scatter seeds of, of hope and of peace and of love and of joy. Father, help us to understand what you're trying to teach us in these parables this morning. Help us to be able to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so isn't it interesting that 
the first message Jesus ever preached was about the kingdom. You remember, most of you were here, we, we read in Mark 1, I think it's verse 15, where he said, um, the time promised by God is here, right? The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Remember, that was his first message on the scene, was about the kingdom. He said that the kingdom is, is here. It's a new day, right? It's a, we've entered into a new season where there's a, there's a new invitation for you to, to enter in. And I find it even more interesting, Jesus' last message on earth was about the kingdom. All right, in Acts 1, it says that after he was raised, he spent 40 days with the, with the disciples. And what were they doing? They, they were talking about the kingdom. That's what it says. Unfortunately, that's all it says. Wouldn't you love to have that podcast or some notes on it or something? You know, what, what was he doing for that, you know, over a month of just spending time with them, teaching them about the kingdom post-resurrection? So today we're going to look at what is the kingdom, all right? What is this, what's this look like? Um, how does God's kingdom affect our lives um, you know, both personally in our families and corporately. And to start with, let's just look at the word kingdom. Kingdom, the king's domain, right? The king's domain. It's, the kingdom is, is God's sovereign rule. He's the king of heaven. And I believe a good definition is the kingdom of God is God's rule in people's hearts that affects the way they live. The kingdom is God's rule in people's hearts that affects the way they live. And there's two parts to the kingdom. This is what we've got to get. There's a part of God's kingdom that affects our lives today. It impacts our lives today. It, 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 it gives us an opportunity for an upgrade today. But then there's another part to the kingdom that's future. That's, that's coming. You know, Scripture further on in the, in the New Testament tells us the kingdom is coming. So some people think it's only in the future, though. They think, well, someday I'll be saved. Someday I'll be free of this mess. You know, someday I'll... But no, when Jesus said the kingdom is at hand, he's saying it's within your grasp right now. There's a part of God's kingdom that affects your today. What you've got to understand is Jesus didn't come just to get you to heaven. He came to get heaven on the inside of you. He's like, I want to get some of the kingdom inside of you now, today. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, The kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It's not just a bunch of words or psychobabble. It's living by God's power. Amen. So the kingdom, when we receive God's kingdom, when we enter God's kingdom, it affects how we live. We are living by God's power. And that's really good news. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but it is living. Again, it affects how we live. It is living a life of goodness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And this flew right in the face of what a lot of people in those days thought. 
right? They thought that, um, that to be in the kingdom was about, about a bunch of rules, right? Do this, don't do this, say this, don't say that. Paul said, no, it's not about all that. It's an invitation to an upgrade to joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. There's another realm. There's another kingdom, you know, that, that you and I are invited to be a part of. We live with the potential for dual citizenship. Isn't that good news? I'm a, I'm a citizen of America, and I'm glad I am. I have uh, certain rights and benefits that are afforded to me because I'm a, a citizen of, of the United States. But here when Jesus says the kingdom is at hand, repent and believe, right? The kingdom is at hand, repent and believe. So you turn from sin and turn to God. That's how you enter into the kingdom. That's step one, right? And when he said that, he was saying, now there's an opportunity for you to be not just in this current kingdom on earth that you're in. There's also an opportunity for you to enter into God's kingdom now and experience the benefits of God's kingdom now in this life as well as what's to look forward to in the future for all of eternity. Um, most of you know that Siobhan and I met, fell in love down in St. Pete Beach, Florida. We lived right basically on the Gulf and we spent a lot of time at the beach and playing around in the Gulf of Mexico and I remember always being awed by the fact that when you're in the water, because I, I was a terrible surfer, but I really liked it. And when you're out in the water, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the odds are. <laughs> you're never not thinking that there's a lot of stuff going on underneath me. I've seen the movies, you know. Uh, <laughs> I've seen Shark Week. Um, you know, I've seen uh, some National Geographic. There, it's true, right? There is an entire other realm and another kingdom that most of us are unaware of, I mean, that we get glimpses of. When we were in uh, Mexico last summer, we got to do a little snorkeling, and it was beautiful, and, and it gives you a glimpse of all the beauty and, and wonder that's below the surface. But, I mean, there's so much that we just have no idea is even going on, right? I mean, you've, you've, you've probably seen the same movies and shows and stuff. We've seen little bits, but... Uh, um, I'm telling you, it, it, if you've ever thought that all that I have is what I have and, and the cards I've been dealt, um, these are the cards I, I've got and things are bad and I, I just, I can't see how things can ever get better for me. This is just the way it is. But someday, thank God that someday I'll, I'll get to heaven. This is not all there is. You get to choose what realm do you want to live in today. It's great news for you today. It's the good news that the kingdom is at hand for you. It's within your grasp. It's another realm, another reality that you're invited to today, not just someday. And that's good news. That's why it's called the, the good news of the kingdom, not the news of the kingdom, but the good news of the kingdom. This message of the, of the kingdom was a message of hope. I mean, if, if we think about who Mark wrote the book of Mark to, I mean, these were Gentile Christians in Rome under Nero, okay? One of the most brutal 
times to be a Christian, brutal places to be a Christian. They were um, slaughtering Christians. They were persecuting Christians. They were treating them in the most inhumane ways. I mean, that's who this book was written to. Uh, you know, the first people to read the gospel according to Mark are people who really needed hope. They needed some good news. They needed to know there's more to the kingdom than, than just the kingdom that they're used to, that they're currently experiencing under Rome. There's a different kingdom that Jesus came to invite them to. And I found this, everybody needs hope. I've yet to meet someone who's like, no, 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 I'm good on hope. Just give me negativity or, or you know, give me just something neutral, but I'm, I'm all set on hope. Everybody needs hope. That's why we name this place hope. That's why we put it on the side of the building. That's why we, we want to spread that all over this area, this message of the kingdom of hope. If, fortunately, we aren't under the oppression of Rome, right? Like the first readers of of the gospel according to Mark were. But we are under a world system where there's terrorism, there's hatred, and there's injustice, and there's violence, and there's racism. There's all this ugliness. So it's good news that it's not the only kingdom that we have, that we can enter into the king's domain in our hearts and in our lives and in our homes today. That is really good news. This message of the kingdom is, is a message of hope for every person. You know, it's, it's a message of hope for every person that's lived under the bondage of sin um, and all the results that take place. You know, our lives get so messed up as a result of sin. And the message of kingdom is good news for you, for every person who's been broken and hurt. Things were said that should have never been said. Things done that should have never been done. It's good news that there's a kingdom, God's kingdom, the king's domain that you can experience today. The kingdom gives hope. Colossians 1.13 says this, He has rescued us, speaking of Jesus, from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. So that means you've been transferred. When you enter into God's kingdom, that transfer means you enter into a, a different, from one state into another state. Driving down the road, you, you, know, you, you come to the big sign, welcome to Michigan, right? You're going from one state into another state or welcome to Ohio. Eh. Maybe not so much. But ideally, you're going from one state to a better state. No offense, Buckeyes. We have to get the transfer. You know what I mean? We've got we to gotta get this because sometimes we just think about what we've been saved from. We forget what we've been saved to. If you only live thinking about what you've escaped because we read that God is the chaser, he pursues us, and we're the ones being pursued, being rescued. But it's not just about what you've been rescued from, which in and of itself is a big deal. 
If you've ever realized the result of sin, the wages as a result of sin, is eternal separation from God. You know, that there's something eternal to that. There's also the results of sin, how sin damages families and lives. So to realize I've been rescued from that is beautiful. But it's also beautiful to recognize what you've been transferred into. I've been transferred out of darkness into... There's two kingdoms, right? The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And you're in one or the other, right? There's not a middle ground. So when you get transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and I'm transferred into a different state, a different state, the kingdom of God, you begin to realize all the, like, wow, all the benefits of the kingdom. The king's domain is now within my grasp. It's something that can be realized in the way I live my life today. When you enter into the kingdom of God, you, you realize that the same powerful Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, when that gets on the inside of you, you realize that you have a kingdom. Hebrews 12.28 talks about a kingdom that can't be shaken. So on the inside of me is a kingdom that can't be shaken. When that happens and, and you realize this, nothing outside of you is bigger than what's inside of you. Nothing on the outside is bigger than what's on the inside because on the inside of me is God's kingdom, the king's domain. That's the invitation for all of us today. And what's our response to this invitation? We repent and we believe. Right? The kingdom of God is near, he said. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. It is my heart's desire to saturate this area with hope. The hope that is in the kingdom. We get to be like that farmer. It's like there's a certain farmer who went out and scattered seed. That's our job. I'm not responsible to make that seed grow. But we're called to scatter. We get to spread hope, kindness. You say, Pastor Chris, how do we do that? Sometimes your smile alone is enough. When you know that the king's domain is inside of you, don't you know that just you walking into a room has the potential and power to change the atmosphere in there because the kingdom of God just showed up inside the room, right? If your household has been chaotic, you walking in there, the king's domain inside of you, the prince of peace on the inside of you can bring peace to a very unpeaceful situation. Pray with me. Father, that's our, that's our desire. Help us to realize that the same power that you had resides in us, that power that, that raised Christ from the dead, we have access to it in the here and now, today. Help us to live our lives today understanding that. Father, help us to be aware of the, of the opportunity we have to change the atmosphere of a place.
that we can sow hope where, there, where there's only despair. We can sow kindness where there's only ugliness. And we can sow peace where there's chaos. Father, help us. Help us to understand your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Is that good? It's good. That's something you can take with you today. You can put that in your pocket and walk out of here with it. But before we do that, we got a couple other things to do. Number one is I want, I want us to cultivate this idea. Next week, we're going we're gonna to talk even more about the kingdom. I'm going to give you some characteristics about the kingdom, and you got, you're going to be excited about this. But I want us to cultivate that in here so that we can take it outside. So, you know, that's why we have the, the coffee room and the foyer. Um, when I say amen, it doesn't mean we have to run out of this place. You know, you, get, you take your time, get to, get to know some of these people that you sit around every week, invite them out to lunch, love on them a little bit, and, and um, that love will just grow and grow. And that's that soil, that's that good soil that we, that we talked about, love. All right, so, so there's that. But we got someone else we need to love on today, and that's young David, because this is going to be his last week with us for the summer. Yep, he's not dying. <laughs> He's going to be fine. He's going to, he's going to go home. He's going to find a good church there, and he's going to get involved, and, and he'll come back to us even, even stronger and, uh, and, and better. But why don't you come up, David, and, um, and Rob, would you join me? Um, and uh, I guess Kristen had to go to the soccer game, but um, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know this guy. When he came to us, he was just... Just rough and tough street kid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he was a little rough around the edges, but, uh, but he came. He was open. We actually lured him here under false pretenses that we were going we to give him a whole bunch of work to do making videos. He did some great videos for us. Uh, and then it's only my fault that he didn't do more because I didn't give him more to do. He, he totally has been willing to do anything we've ever asked him to do. And in the meantime, as he's hanging out with us, he decides to give his life to the Lord. He feels something that he had never felt before and does something that he never did before. He gave his heart to the Lord. He got, he got baptized while he was with us, and um, I've seen a lot of growth and, and um, character out of this guy. So um, I'm really, really going to miss him this summer. It's, it's not, he's not going to be easy to replace. So um, would you guys just extend your hands, and let's just pray a blessing over this, over this young man, this young man of God. Father, we just pray your anointing over David. We pray every blessing that you have for him. We pray prosperity. We pray health. We pray wisdom. We pray uh, that you bring his wife along. Father, whatever you got planned for this guy's life, we just want to, we want every blessing that the Father of lights has in store for him to just let him see them just unvelop, un, you know, just roll out in his life before him. Let, make his, his path so bright and shining that he couldn't possibly make a misstep, that he would just know exactly where you're leading him, that you, he would hear your voice so clearly, that it would, blo- it would trumpet far and above any other voices or influences or anything that would try to come and steal away and snatch away this thing that you've given him. So, Father, I just pray uh, every good thing and every good blessing for David 
this year and every year to come, Father. In your precious name we pray. Protect him and keep him. Amen. We're going to miss you, buddy. Oh, I would I w- wish that I had 60 more just like him. Maybe next year. All right. Maybe next Sunday. Even better. That is a seed of hope. All right. I love you guys. You know, I mean that. I don't just say that. And uh, that you can also take with you. Put that right in your pocket. So uh, anyway, we'll see you next week, okay? Love on each other on the way out. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks and have a blessed week.